Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Jacqueline Sanders, and you're usually used to me saying my co-host, David Blackman, but I'm going solo today. Um, But I have a very special guest, and we are going to fill up the next hour with um, a lot of enlightening information um, and inspirational um, messages. I have with me today Sharon L. Simmons. So first of all, I want to say welcome, Sharon. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Coming through loud and clear. So excited to have (laughs) you here. Uh, I'm going to tell my audience, first of all, we're newfound Twitter friends. And uh, for my uh, listeners, if you don't know what a Twitter friend is, then by the end of today's show, you need to make sure you have a Twitter account. This is, you know, the beautiful thing about technology. I was able to learn about Sharon and her story, um, and I was just intrigued by what I found out. And so we reached out. We exchanged emails. Before you know it, we have her in our midst. And it wasn't easy because you're a busy lady. You are in demand. So first of all, congratulations to you. And, um, you know, again, thank you for, for being on the show. And, and let me tell my audience what I'm congratulating you on. You created an app, an app for the phone, and you right. also uh, wrote a book about it. Right. <laughs> you, know, you live to tell the story. Right. So uh, <laughs> that is really exciting. And I want to lay the groundwork because – For my listeners, and I'm often preaching this, they know that David and I, we're in the IT industry, but you're actually not in the IT industry. So take us back. How did someone not in IT, not a techie, not a geek, (laughs) not not, not burdened with those labels, how did you go about the application? Tell us your story. Okay, let's see. Um, Let's let's go back to, okay, first – I'm I'm 53 years old, and I would say back in the, I know right. I look so much younger, and my voice, I sound young. I have a very I have a very young spirit. Um, oh, absolutely. That is young. 50 is the new 30. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, I want to say back in the 80s. Um, I used to always come up with different inventions, you know, and I would write them down. And I, I would never have the money to patent them because they cost so much money to get someone to, to draft it out for you and then get a prototype and then, you know, pay for this serious patent. I never had the money for it. So what I would do is I would write them down, and I would have a list of of ideas. And I would just write, put it on a notepad and put it on in my bed. And I, I'm just going to maybe pick maybe one or two of them out of it. Um, there was a, an idea where... I saw a dog in the back of a pickup truck, 
and it looked like we were on the freeway, and it looked like this dog was going to fall out or jump out. And I was like, you know what? That dog needs a seatbelt. So when I got home, I drew out a seatbelt and how it would look. It would go around his chest and from the and on the where the back where his neck is. It would it would come to an end, and then it would have a uh, like a like a a swivel, and he would be able to go from left to right, but it would only he could only go so far. And he, and he wouldn't be able to jump over because he would probably, he wouldn't hang himself because it would be around his chest. So just to kind of give you, you know, a little idea of what I was doing, time went on and I someone came up with that invention. But I couldn't, I didn't have the money to to get that patent. So I just said, oh, well, Lord, the next time you give me another idea, um, you know, I'm going to try to do it. And years went by, and the same thing kept happening. just didn't have the money. So now here we are in, into technology the way it is today. And now um, I'm able to take those creative juices and actually turn them into apps. So before I get to tell you how I created this first app, I have created 25 other apps in, in design or in concept. So, I mean, I can sit down and watch TV and think of an app. I could watch a soccer game and think of an app. I could walk down the street and think of an app. I, I'm at work, and I see apps that could be made for my job. So I'm like, oh, my God, uh, I can't take it. <laughs> I'm trying to get this one <laughs> app out. <laughs> trying to get this one app out so everybody can, you know, use this one. Because this, this app that I created is something that could be used worldwide. So that's that's to kind of give you a little idea of how I think. All right. Well, I had 27 years of aircraft maintenance logistics uh, experience. So I work with mechanics, and my job is very similar to uh, a nurse to a doctor. So I'm the same, but to a mechanic. So I, I make sure that they have everything that they need. So um, I don't, I don't have any IT skills at all. I mean, I know how to. At the time, I, you know, I know how to email and you know Facebook and just the you know the simple stuff. I know how to do. But I'm not not an IT person at all. Matter of fact, I didn't go to college. Went to high school. Um, I you know I got accepted to college. Um, I got pregnant. I decided to be the best mom I could be, and I worked for up until this point. So I never went to college. So, um, are you ready? You ready for how I how I created this app? Yeah, I, I mean, you got me on the edge of my seat, so I'm curious. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to our as well. Okay, okay. So, um, all right. So, oh, 2011. Around um, around springtime, I hurt my back at work. Um, I fell off of a ladder, and I um, ended up with a bulged disc. And I was home in bed, just online, and just kind of searching around, just you know, googling a lot of things. And I got a phone call from my nephew who lived used to live in the Caribbean. At the time, he was living in the Caribbean. And he was telling me that his cousin, first cousin, my nephew, uh, was shot and killed while playing basketball with some friends. So I thought, well, what happened? And he said, well, we're all playing basketball, and this guy came in the court where he had a mask on his face, and he had a gun, and we all scattered. We just started running. And he shot um, my nephew in the back, and now he was running down the center of the street. And the guy shot him in the back. So uh, once the uh, police got there, the rest of my family and neighbors wouldn't tell the police who it was, even though they knew who it was, because it's a small island. It's only about 50,000 people there in every village. You know, everybody knows everybody, and everybody's basically related almost. So um, they wouldn't tell. They watched their first cousin flee to death and would not tell the police who it was, because some of the police officers know some of the gang members. So they wouldn't tell. 
I was livid. And I couldn't do anything because I couldn't fly because, I, you know, I was injured. And I couldn't go to the funeral. I couldn't do nothing. So every night I sat in my bed and I was like, I can't believe this. So I, I went online and, um, no, before I went online, um, because I work in logistics, you know, uh, I thought, okay, well, what's the problem? The problem is the community needs to stay anonymous and they need to get the information to law enforcement. On the other side, law enforcement need information but need to be separate from community. So how do I get the two of them together? So I thought, hmm, with all these apps coming out, you know, in 2011, this app was just popping all over the place. And I was like, with all these apps coming out, I know there's got to be an app out there that is like a crime app. So I went online, I Googled crime app, and I found two. Um, yeah, it was two. I can't remember the first one, but the second one was Crime Stoppers. So I, I went to their website, and they were – they hadn't finished developing it. They, it was coming. So I thought, okay. So I go into the iTunes store, and I went into the Android store, and I, and I searched for a crime app. I found one. I downloaded it. And then I went through it to see how functional it was. This particular app had so many steps and asking so many questions. I thought, you know what, this is taking too long. I mean, um, if I was in an emergency situation or somewhere where I need to report something, I don't want to be answering a lot of questions. How far have you, are you from the nearest uh, grocery store? You know, how far, you know, what's the nearest cross street? Um, I mean, don't ask me all these questions. Just let me report this. But it was asking a lot of questions. So I was like, you know what, I am going to create my own app, and I'm going to create it the way I want it to look. Now, this is all out of anger and grief. I was really, really upset. Um, I thought um, this should already be this. It should already be something out there for this. So I thought, okay, now I don't know how to create an app. Matter of fact, I don't even have any friends that are in IT. So I can't just pick up the phone and call, hey, Mark, can you tell me what this means? Or, hey, Belinda, can you tell me what this means? It was just nobody I could call. So I thought, well, hmm, I'll just ask Google because this is my best friend, and I can ask Google <laughs> any question. <laughs> and Google won't say that's a dumb question, and I don't have to worry about feeling embarrassed or you know, someone being condescending to me because I asked a simple question, and they're in IT and they know it. So I just use Google for every, every when I say every question, if I was reading about something and I didn't understand it, I would stop, I would highlight the word, I would look it up, you know, I'll find out what it meant, and then I'd go back to reading. I see something else, I didn't understand what it was, I'll look it up, go back to reading. So I got all the way to the point where um, now I need to storyboard this app. I don't know what storyboard means, so I looked up what is storyboarding. <laughs> so um, now at the time, now now you you can get storyboard templates now. But in 2011, which was not far ago, there was no templates. So um, you had to actually do it, you know, uh, layman's way. Um, and you know, going right along, I. I needed, to, I needed a developer. I didn't know what to ask a developer, so I asked Google, what do you ask a developer? What kind of questions <laughs> do, I, what I, do I need to ask him? <laughs> and what do I need before I talk to a developer? You need an NDA. Well, what is an NDA? I mean, I, when I tell you, I asked every question that crossed my mind. So I went from interviewing uh, about four or five developers. Um, I knew what price range I wanted to be in. Um, I knew what was too high. I, I knew what was reasonable because I had did the research. Um, I found a developer in Fort Lauderdale, and they they charged me five thousand dollars per app. I mean per platform, which meaning um, Android, um, Apple, or um, BlackBerry, and that was kind of high 
then, actually it wasn't. It was reasonable then because a lot of people were saying eight to 10000 in 2011. Now you could get it much cheaper. But um, so, okay. So let me ask you. So you 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 shopped around even to to find your de- developer to get the the right price. But I mean, I, I even uh, applaud you because I so let's step back because I want to help narrate for our audience where we are. We're talking with Karen Simmons, and she's talking about the app that she now has developed and the book that she has to go along with it. But the, the the key here is is that Sharon is not technical. But yet, first of all, the one of the takeaways is Google is your friend. Google is your library, your encyclopedia, it is your everything. And so that's that's one is people need to be engaged in the internet, on Google and you know, now we have the world of knowledge at our fingertips. Even more so than the, the local library back in the day, there there just is no limit. And it, and I think I, I I'm right there with you. It, you'll be amazed what you can type in, and you'll get some type of response. You know, so mm-hmm. um, and, and now they can Google uh, and get your book. So your book takes them through stuff. Yes. I said where you have to you know figure out and make your own roadmap. That's what your book yes. is for. So so I just wanna exactly. I just want to just everybody up to date where we are. So now you have interviewed and you found a developer and you're now paying a developer. So so take us from there. Right. Okay. Now remember I was on workers' comp. So I was on a fixed income. I didn't have no money. I didn't have money. Um, and then, you know, I was going <laughs> with all the – I'm not going to blame this on my marriage situation, but it didn't help because I – Stayed online. I lived online. When I went outside and came back in, I got online. I mean, <laughs> it, it, I was um, I was fixated with getting the answer and getting it done. And a lot, you know, a lot of things evolved around me trying to get this app out, which which included family, health, and my and my job. But um, I stayed focused. So now, now that I have a developer, he's in Fort Lauderdale. I I got I got an estimate on what it will cost, but I don't have five thousand dollars per platform. And at the time, crowdfunding was mm, they were just talking about crowdfunding. So I thought, hmm. So I just started googling and asking questions. I found out. Uh, I thought it was, I think I must have heard on the radio show something about bootstrapping. So I Googled, what is bootstrapping? Looked it up. I said, okay, I'll, I'll bootstrap. So I went to friends and friends and friends and friends. And I stayed away from family because usually family, usually, not everyone, but usually family, they just kind of look at you. So And they wait to see what you're going to do. So I went to friends of friends, and I figured out how much I needed. I, I, built, I built two teams an Apple team, and an Android team, actually three teams, uh, Apple, Android, BlackBerry. And I figured out how much money I, I needed for 10 people or seven people or however many people I got. I divided it up, and some people paid 500 some people paid three, some people paid seven. And I raised 10 grand in wow. 30 days. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, okay, now. One thing about that, I would not suggest doing that to anyone. I just wouldn't. I I, I I'd rather I'd rather you either um, crowdfund or uh, get some investors because investors understand investing. Right. Um, friends of friends of friends don't understand what investing means. They don't really understand. You see this great thing, and and it, it this is not a get rich quick thing. This is it takes a t- it takes time to cultivate this ideal and get it out there, and it takes a lot of teamwork and a lot of work to get it going. There's, there's so many aspects to it. There's development. There's marketing. There's strategy. There's planning. There's business. There's so many parts to it that I'm just learning myself, and that they are not educating themselves on what they're investing in. So I would not suggest right. 
this is just my personal experience, I would not suggest bootstrapping. So it's yeah. either crowdfunding and if you have a floor for a short-term turnaround, and this takes yeah. a little bit more uh, patience, Thanks. and uh, you've got to give that time. money and, and time, and and otherwise yes. they're breathing down your neck, so they're undermining exactly. what you're trying to do. Yes. Yeah. Oh, pay yet? Did we get paid yet? Did we get paid yet? Now, see, the app, <laughs> is a commu- <laughs> the app is a community app. You know, who wants to pay for a crime reporting application? No, you want it to be free to download. You want them to use it. You don't want it to be a deterrent, and they have to pay one ninety nine or two ninety nine or six dollars. They don't. You don't want them to pay for it. You want them to download it now. So, on the on the bootstrapping side, they're they're looking for to you know make millions of dollars off of ninety nine cents download like uh like Angry Bird. No, it's not that kind of app. Right. It's not that kind of app. So I have to try to figure out the business model for the for for the application and platform. So now the application has now grown to a platform. It's not just the application, and and on the second version it actually is more community engaging. So it's still there's more developing going development going on. And so I've, I've finally figured out how to make the income from it, you know, to get subscribers. Mm-hmm. And I have, um, you know, uh, who I'm going to target it to, you know, to um, colleges, to law enforcement, to major corporations. And, you know, it can go into so many different industries. But um, and, and, and I dare say, I just wanted to, to make a comment, I dare say that, you know, it's it's much more than an app in a way because it's also just a a movement and a mindset. Um, um, first of all, you know, the 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 name and um, getting people to not turn away or look away or turn a blind eye or say I didn't see anything. It's you know you 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 know it's the community being engaged. That's how we're going to stop. You know, like you said, some of the exactly. systemic crime, uh, gang crime, and that type of thing. And you just help people do it in a way so in as safe as possible. Nothing's guaranteed, of course, um, but you know that, that. So it's a, a movement in itself, and then that's where you get yeah, exactly. you know the, the commitment. So talk about that. Exactly. Okay. So, um, so you know, could an app save Trayvon Martin? And see, my app was created. Um, three years before that incident. There's so many Trayvon Martins that's been happening over the decade. And, you know, um, I'm kind of kind of um, go a different direction a little bit. I took me, I uh, took myself and uh, my grandsons to um, the startup weekend in Oakland back in February, and it was Black Male Achievement. And uh, we participated in the, uh, what was it called? Uh, I can't even think of it. Shoot. Uh, Restorative justice. Okay, so I was a mentor at the hackathon. So I'm going to talk about the hackathon a little bit. If you've never been to a hackathon, this is where you get um, a group of people, preferably young people, and they, they get in groups. They think of an app ideal. And in their group, you will have a developer, you will have someone that does creative design, graphic art, you have someone that uh, maybe just a writer, um, you may have someone um, that does um, press releases, um, you may have someone that do your surveys. I mean, you have like a team, and they get together for like a weekend from Friday to Sunday, and they think of an app. And they get it done all the way to the end. And then at the end of the of, of the 48 hours, then there's a competition. And whoever has, uh, whoever gets the most points from the judges, you know, will win. So the whole ob- objection, uh, um, object of the whole thing is to uh, create an app and to win, of course. But come out of that hackathon with an app. And they do. And these kids are coming up with some very, very brilliant apps. I mean, oh, my God, I can't believe it. 
But, but you know, and the one thing that, you know, really want to highlight and reinforce is that at that age you're planting the seeds for them to be innovative inventors if they can think it, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been you at a younger age, mm-hmm. you would have created that, that uh, dog exactly. uh, harness or dog uh, leash before it came out. But now just exactly. having that taste, you know, you're not raising yeah. the generation that you go get a job and you hope that they like mm-hmm. you and they hope that they accept mm-hmm. you and that you won't discriminate it against. Instead of you having that mentality, you create the jobs, you create mm-hmm. the business, you hire people. Mm-hmm. You, you, you mm-hmm. can define mm-hmm. your own way. Planting that seed early, um, that's, and mm-hmm. then the second thing, working as a team. And a lot of things you can't always do in isolation. So that's another thing, the, the teamwork, the camaraderie. That. So those are beautiful, beautiful things. And I'm going to tell our audience, they're probably going to have to listen to this recording a couple of times and have a pen and paper and <laughs> write down some vocabulary words because I know we're throwing some yeah. words at them that they haven't heard before. But, you know, you and I yeah. talked about you you can't be left behind. These are words that non-techies need to know. So I love the way your vocabulary, you're throwing them out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm learning as I go, you know, and I, I did my hackathon with myself. I didn't have a team. So I, I, I Googled, and I, I, I can't stress it any, anymore, that Google is, is, is your source. Because even when we're in these hackathons, we're using Google too. We're using Google for, for photos, for pictures, for, um, for different frames. We're using it for buttons, for different things. We're still going to Google and pulling out stuff that we need. And, um, you know, uh, these hackathons, if we, if we don't get our young people to these hackathons in your city, um, we're going to miss it. Because we're already 1% of, uh, of the whole entire industry. African Americans are 1% of the whole industry of technology, which is a drop in a bucket. That's nothing. And if we sleep, this generation will miss it, and so will the next generation. And then, okay, and then when that happens, then what, what will we end up doing while the rest of the world is creating? What will we do? We'll be servers. Right. What are we serving? Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, one of the things we also said is we also don't want to continue or be in that position where we're just consumers. We're just buying technology. Yeah. We're using we're it. Buying. We're paying for someone else's dream and vision when mm-hmm. you can be the one on the invention side of this, the innovation side of this, um, and then you'll be on the receiving end of that, that patent and that income and that residual exactly. income. So, you know, exactly. and, 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 and it has to start somewhere. And then I, I, I also have to call out the irony. Again, you're non-technical. Now you're mentoring at Hackathon. So look, yes. <laughs> look how far you've come. But <laughs> I, I just did my second um, hackathon this past weekend. The uh, Essence Festival, um, Yes We Code, um, kind of you know kind of married each other, and it was our first event together um, at the Essence Festival, and it was wonderful. When I tell you, we had a fantastic time. And those kids, not there was not one app that didn't make sense. All of the apps that they created, we need today. Every last one. Matter of fact, it was so good that they had three first place, three wow. first place winners. Wow! It was like kudos it was, to them. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Absolutely, it was so much fun. And you know that that's the thing that this generation is going up with technology. You know, they, whether it's mm-hmm. a, a smartphone. Mm-hmm. I mean, nowadays you'll see the little babies when when you want to keep them mm-hmm. quiet. They, they, if you mm-hmm. give them a smart or a tablet, mm-hmm. they know what, what mm-hmm. their apps and, and they their thing. <laughs> so they're mm-hmm. up with they it. Do. This is helpful to them. And so you plant that seed for them to be innovators. And that's one of the things, even in, in, in our, our community, is even if the grandmothers or the, the aunts, uncles, whoever, if you know a young person and they're sitting in front of that television playing games for hours in, then they need to be the hackathon because you uh, you can play it, 
then you probably you have everything you need to start understanding what's behind that. So get them to exactly. these hackathons, and there'll be more information about that on our website. And everyone, those who are listening, maybe we have some new listeners, that's technologyexpresso.com, and we'll make sure that you get uh, connected with Sharon and be able to follow her as well. But tell them also, and you know, this is something else I want to bring out. You, you built the, the application, and I know there may be a little, you know, more your story if you want to backtrack. But I also yeah, want to point out you also did some research to make sure you got to get the message out, and that was using social media. But I'm going to let you you, you right. tell the story in, in the order you want to tell it. Okay, okay. Just remind me that I'm going to tell you that part. But I want to say um, finish telling you about uh, the community, the need for it in our community. Um Okay, so my nephew is what um, sparked my ideal to get the community more involved in reporting what you see. My thought on that is if it's more if it's more law-abiding citizens than it is criminal, and most of us have phones, why are we afraid of them? Shouldn't they be afraid of us that carry cell phones? Because if everybody had, has a smartphone, and hopefully you all have I got them or download I got them, then they should be afraid of us because they don't know who's going to report it. They, have, they don't know who's going to report it. So why are we so afraid of them? So why not, they just need to be like a paradigm shift. Just shift it. It, it will it, it will make so much so much of a difference if we could if we could do that. Now, if I go back into the seventies, and I remember being fifteen and walking down the street, um, getting off the bus, and I, I grew up in Los Angeles, and I, I was I lived in the inner city, but I was bused to the valley. So when that bus came back to the inner city, I had to deal with the crime. I had to deal with the gangbangers. Um, there was a whole lot of different gangs, Pyru, Crips, um, A-Trays, and it was just a bunch of gangs. And I was a cute little girl. I used to just tie my jacket around my waist, put my, my, my backpack over my shoulder, and I used, to, I used to try to figure out what's the best route to go home because if I go straight down this street, there's some guys standing on a corner. So if I go two blocks over, I might go out of the way, but I'll miss this game. So I had to maneuver. And then, you know, children have to deal with so much nowadays. they got to deal with drug trafficking, sex trafficking, um, you, you know, um, pornography. I mean, just they have to deal with so much. But this app... This is just my thought. This app is, is, is a tool that we can use. If you see something, you can report it. And when I say anonymously, nobody knows where you're, what you're doing. People are, are posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. People don't know what you're doing. Now, on the back side of it, you know, right now, the app is point, it points to Crime Stoppers. Nobody knows that you're reporting it. So... You know that that's my that's my goal is to get this app out to to see this app on the on the first page of every smartphone. But of yes. course, it takes money. It takes money. It takes you know it takes a a large budget. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But I'm using social media. I'm using social media, and then I'm using myself, and I try to go where people want to hear me speak. Um, I was invited in 2011, or 2012, I was invited to to the Bahamas. Actually, I was invited to, I went on to, I went to the Bahamas, and then I went to Barbados. But the Association of Caribbean Commissioners of Police, I was invited to be a keynote speaker, and the topic was um, using smartphones to police to police us, to, I forgot, 
using smartphones to police our community, something like that, I can't remember. But it was, you know, using smartphones to help law enforcement, you know, get more information. So I, I did a presentation. It was really scary because when I got there, there was like every country was represented in this long table. Everybody had a flag, and <laughs> the FBI was there, the CIA, the, the drug and alcohol tobacco people, um, the U.K. was there, the U.K. Interpol. I mean, every every law enforcement agency was there. And then it was me, this woman from Houston, a concerned citizen, in front of all these, this, these this law enforcement agencies. So um, I did the presentation. It was completely silent in that room. And when I finished, not one person had a question. So um, the host got up and he said, Sharon, I'd like to commend you for coming all the way from Houston, Texas, um, to explain how your app works. And then he turned to to the audience and he said, as many times as we meet, we meet twice a year, as many times as we meet, you mean to tell me you don't have a question for Sharon Simmons? And she's created an app to help law enforcement? We're trying to get the community to talk to us, and all of a sudden, all the mics start coming on. <laughs> wow! It 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 was uh you know I answered a lot of questions and and today right now I have um I've sent a proposal to the island of uh, Nevis. I thank his Nevis for actually on the Nevis side, and also to um, Antigua. Um, I did get a chance to um have a small little conversation with the mayor of Gramlin, and um, he's interested in um, piloting my app. So it's getting out there just a little bit, you know. It's getting out there. Oh, I, I think you're making great strides. And, and first of all, you know, I go back to thank you for being on Technology Expresso, and we're going to do what we do, which we're all about promoting entrepreneurs and inventors, and, and, and that's what we do. We want to um, help launch people virtually over the Internet. And we ourselves are very connected in a lot of the different social medias because that's, that's the next part. It's like you build it. Now, how, will they, how do you get the word out there so that they will know? And I, I, I love several different aspects of your application because what came to my mind was, um, you know, the bullying at school. You know, young people yeah. out there carry, capturing that. I'm thinking drunk drivers or sporadic drivers or road rage. So people who think... You know, nobody is immune to crime. You don't have to be in the middle of gangbangers, so to speak. So exactly. don't think that you're exempt. We all experience things that are unacceptable, you know, and, and that you might want to capture. Um, and, and you just don't know when you to be that eyewitness. And I think that's something you said that was so powerful. Hope, you know, it's one of those things. It's almost like, you know, car insurance. You almost hope you never have to use it. Use it. Got, you, yes. you need to have this app. That, that's what came to mind, you know. So, I mean, kudos to you and just keep, you know, doing what you're doing. And I know it's it's tireless. You, I mean, it's it tiresome, I should say, that, that for you to, yeah. you, you know, the audience to know you have a job, you have a husband, you have yes. a family. You know, you had a you uh, you know no, had, about that. Had, had a husband. Had a husband, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I, I, I had a husband. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right. Well, okay, I'm it's all good. Okay, okay, all right. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good, though. It really is. It is. So let me tell you. Um, let me tell you that. It, okay, sure. It's it's so. Um, this is so rewarding for me, and like I say, I, I talk about my age. You know, I'm, I'm 53 years old, and I, I look back on life, and it's like, what, what do I contribute? What am go- what am I going to contribute? What before I leave this world? Um, I, I don't want to just live and die. I I want to leave something back for 
for my, 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 my daughter, my grandsons, my great grands, my lineage. I want to, I want them to be able to read about me and, and and be proud that I I left something back for them and for the world. So this is my drive right now. So in doing that I said, okay, now how how can I put my stake? And this is kind of going more on a uh inner how would you say intergenerational wealth. So I decided in creating this app and the book, I want to reconnect my lineage back to Africa. I want to connect the dots because it's lost. So I, I did my DNA. I'm still waiting for that to come back. But I decided to choose Ghana because they had so you know they had such a large port um, a port of you know uh, how would you say uh, uh, they had a, a large area where they they gathered a lot of slaves. So I thought, well, let me start in. I'm gonna start in Ghana. I'm going to start my business there. I'm going to buy land there. And then um, when I do pass on, I will have connected the dots, built a bridge for my lineage to cross over to be able to go back to Africa or be able to connect the dots because I will have done that. And in the meantime, I will also um, get my app out in Ghana, all over all over that country. And, and, and hopefully to the next countries, you know, Around the whole continent of Africa. So what I've done is I I put together a book signing, and this will be on July the 28th. When I go to Ghana, um, I will be doing a book signing about my book. I will get a couple of radio interviews, radio shows, and I will get I'm I'm trying to work on a, a television show called The Tonight Show. So just trying to get the word out and let people know that this app is available. They could use it on, on on iPhone, and the Android version right now is actually being tested right now. So we should be finished probably in about three weeks. So, so I, want, I, want, I want us to, to pause so you can tell listeners, how do they get find out more about this app? or get in contact you with, to get on the waiting list if they, they need to wait for the Android version, or maybe there's even some people who want to, you know, pitch in, you know. I'm sure you're still taking, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from the mm-hmm. right people, I'm investors and that type of thing. So tell them, how do they, how do they connect with you? Um, you can go to, you can email me at support at igotamapps.com. And it's spelled just like it sounds, I-G-O-T-E-M-A-P-P.com. You can also find me on Twitter at I Got a Map. On, on Google Plus, you can look up my name, Sharon. I think, I, I think it's Sharon Simmons. I don't think I put the L in there. So Sharon Simmons. Um, on Facebook, it's kind of it's kind of different on Facebook because it's it's not the app and it's not my name. And let me explain. Um, back in 2009, I put on a cultural festival called the Sunset Fest, and I put it on in Nevis. And then six months later, I did it again in St. Kitts. And so that Facebook page is called D that's D E Sunset Fest. And that's how you can find me on Facebook. But I do have a um, I got an app fan page. So these are ways and we will, you can find me. And you, you can Google. Hey, you can Google my name and find me. I know. Isn't that cool? <laughs> <laughs> Google me. Absolutely. Wow. And the book, Amazon, I went on Amazon. I pulled it up. So talk also about the book. The book. Okay. Okay, well, the book, you know what, I just, I, I've been saying for years I want to write a book about my life, not about this app. And um, I think how I started, I, I was looking around on YouTube on how to make, how to speak and make money. Because I, I, I've seen a lot of people travel and they make a lot of money just speaking. And I ran into this lady named uh, Terry, I can't think, Terry Clay, and another lady named Sue Ham Baby. And they have 
of products, and it talks about how to write your own book. And so I have been following her about how to write your own book. And from there, I said, you know what? I'm just going to write about how I created this app. And so everything that I've done, I'm going to sit down and I'm going I'm to step through every step on how I created the app. But I, I needed to – I would have to update it a little bit because when I started in 2011, there's a lot of newer uh, websites and templates that you can use now that would have helped me then but would help someone even more now. So I included those. And um, one of them would be, I'm going to go back to the book in a minute, but one of them would be um, being able to mind map. And mind mapping is when you can actually start off with um, a topic and then you draw a line taking you when, where, what, why, and you keep answering questions. And when you finish with this mind map, um, you, get, you get a better uh, visual on your concept. Um, from, from looking at mind maps, then I went over to uh, Stanford University has online classes, and I took a, creative, uh, a creative creativity class, and they taught me how to mind map. And this is what I add, have added into the book. So I just kind of stepped through every step of the way from thinking of a, an, an ideal to getting it on paper to mind mapping it to storyboarding it, then to uh, researching all the things you need all the way to, to the actual developer. And because I don't code, I can't tell you how to code. I'm, I'm actually teaching myself how to code, on, uh, like Code Academy. But um, at least this book is going to help you get that ideal concept out of your head on paper, help you articulate how you want this app to function instead of going to a developer and saying, I want to create this app, and it's going to go like this, and then I want it to be this. And, and then I, instead of doing that, because they're not charging you for hours, because if they got to create the app for you, then it's not your app. They're creating it for you, and they're going to charge you. But if you come to them with something that's already created, it's already, you know, a storyboarded out and, and, and thought out, and I'm sure that they may have to help you with those things, but it will be well thought out, you don't have to pay extra money for that. I mean, by the time they give you the requirement, which is um, actual um, uh, explanation of your app in development, kind of uh, developer's language, that's what requirements are. You pretty much are doing your own requirements. So that's what the book, that's why I wrote the book, because it's, 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 a, it's like that missing piece. Because right now in this app economy, because everybody's creating apps and the government's giving, you know, um, funding to nonprofits and startups to get people, teach people how to code, um, and people are out there and they're coding. But who's talking about how to create it, how to get it out of your head, or how to have a hackathon by yourself. Because you got to hack it out yourself. And in the book, I, I actually give you an app. I give you one. And this app is um, how, to, how to create a, an, an app that, that's built around your chores doing chores around the house, um, reminding you about doing your chores. Now, I didn't tell you how to do it, but I told you, I kind of gave you the ideal to storyboard it yourself on how you think it should function. Because every app, if you go online and you look up crime reporting applications from 2011 to now, there's got to be 10, at least 10 now or more. But each one of those apps have a different function, a different personality, they have a different feel to it. All of them, they don't, they don't look like mine. Because my app was built the way I felt like I wanted it to look like, or how I wanted it to function. My app has, I think, maybe four steps. That's it. One, two, three, four, you're done. And on the next 
version, it will have less than that because of, you know because of technology. But that you know get the app out of your head uh, is basically me helping you get that app out of your head um, because it's there. You know, it's so many young young children or youth that want to do this, but they don't know where to start. And, and I love you. You called it the app economy, and it, it's so true. And just for our listeners, you know, some context, you can listen to some of our other shows. We've had some other app developers on there. Now, some of them have been uh, even professional app developers. But apps can go for a lot of money. In some cases, you build it, and if an investor sees that it's lucrative enough, they would give you money to go on and finish developing it to the next level. You're just, in yes. some cases, it's just starting with your prototype and your concept and get that locked yes. down, um, and, and yes. then you'll, you'll, you know, attract even more. So, you know, and, and one of the things that I want to also underscore, you know, people to go and get your book, and not everybody, whether you're, 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 ideal or dream is to create an app or not, I think that they can still get a lot of value from your book because you're just, I mean, you are a go-getter. You you had an idea in your head, and when the time was right and when, you know, circumstance had it where you were sitting still, you know, due to your, your, your mm-hmm. injury, uh, you know, fate is really, you know, ironic, but you, you um, the wheels swore in motion. But I love the fact that you, you basically were self-taught, you were hungry, and you're still teaching yourself. I heard you say now you are learning to code, and if nothing else, mm-hmm. so that you know how to talk the language to the developers exactly. so that you know that, that they're executing on your design. So I, I love exactly. that, and, and um, there is exactly. so much that people can take away. But it's, it's so important to go to the App Store, download the app, and, and spell it for them again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The you want to see the app, the actual name in the app store? Yes. Okay. It's uh, it's I got him. It's I G O T E M, and it's it's all one word. It's the only I- app in the store that's spelled I got him. And if Perfect. you let me see, I'm thinking if you go to my website, I got him app dot com. You'll be able to click on the Apple um, logo and go straight to the store. Perfect, perfect. Now, one thing, I know. One, okay. mm-hmm. one thing I wanted to mention is that um, because I am self-taught and I'm learning, every step I'm learning, and not having your own startup, this is like my first time doing a startup, so I decided to go to the SBA, and the SBA, um, I, I worked with SCORE for a little while, and then um, I got on with an incubator, and I'm here in Houston. So um, the incubator that I chose to go with, or they chose me, was um, Houston Technology Center. And there is one downtown, and then there's the one that's in um, NASA, the Space Center, and that's the location where I am, it's because my app is more of a, you know, uh, technology. Because they do technology and they do, uh, shoot, I can't even think. There's other um, oil and gas, natural gas, or natural, God, I can't even think of it. Um, but anyway, they have different sections. And so I'm on the technology side. So they, um, they chose me to go over to uh, NASA Space Center. So they're kind of helping me, uh, putting me in front of um, – investors and advisors, um, helping me with, you know, learn, learning how to pitch. Oh, I forgot to tell you that um, before I got with the incubator, um, I actually pitched my ideal at South by Southwest. So have you, have you heard of South by Southwest? I'll have to tell you, I have not heard of it, and I'm sure there's some listeners who haven't heard of it. So, so tell us about that. Okay. Okay. So type into Google S-W-S-X. Let's see if I'm doing it right. It's, I'm sorry. It's S like Sam, X like X-ray, S like Sam, W like water. 
So it's South by Southwest, and it's in Austin. And they do it every year, and it is a techie. They have a week for just – it's a tech convention. And the first year that I went, there had to be over 500,000 people there. Had to be. And, and that week, all you see is techies. I don't like to call them geeks. But there's just techies everywhere. And you go from, let me see if I can explain this. Okay, so you have the downtown area, and every hotel was color-coded. And they have buses that are color-coded. And each, ho- each hotel has, has classrooms and sessions. And these sessions last one hour, and they, they all have different topics. Um, they have keynote um, speakers like um, the, owner, the, the owners of Twitter, Facebook, um, Bill Gates, um, all the big, big people in, that you see online, all these um, companies online, they, they come to life. And you get a chance to meet with them and talk to them, and, you know, they're on panels. And they have a big showroom where you can actually, um, uh, they, they get out freebies on different techies that, uh, um, things that are coming up that's, that's up and coming, you know, because the technology moves like every three to six months, something's new. And they have this big showroom of just new uh, devices and things. And it's like Disneyland before a tech person. And wow, you, you, got, tech... you got me salivating. You know, I love stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. It's a little expensive, but, you know, you save your money for it. It's like um, I think you, you get a pass for a week. It's like $1,500. And um, but you go to everything. And they have, uh, they have one week of tech. Uh, the next week is, uh, uh, let me see, is, what is it, movies or, I can't even think now. Uh, movies, they do like um, documentaries. So you get to see all the movies. And then the next week is music. So it goes on for like um, three weeks. And it, the whole place is just full of people, thousands and thousands of people. No, so wow. while I was there... My first week, my first time, oh, my God, so much to tell you guys. It's like so much. But um, <laughs> my first, <laughs> I'm like jumping around. Okay, my first time there, um, uh, let me see, let me back up a little more. How much time you got? Well, we, uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, I, I, our show is going to be um, ending in about five minutes, believe it or not. Okay. Um Wow. And, and and that's our recorded portion. You can keep talking, and then we will end the okay. show. But I will say this to our listeners. You can stay on. So we we want to hear this story. I want to hear this story. <laughs> um, but I'm also going to say we definitely have to get you back. I definitely want you to come back after you come from Ghana, or you can call us from Ghana. We'd love to hear about your experience, and oh, I know cool. our audience will too. Yeah, I will call you from Ghana. sure will. Oh, that would be awesome. Mhm. Okay, so yeah. So let me tell you. So um, okay, I was I was okay. So I didn't have any friends, right? I didn't have any friends in technology. So I thought I'm gonna seek out all the the techie people, all the black techie people. So I'm going through Twitter. I'm going to Facebook. I'm looking at on 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 LinkedIn, and I start picking out uh, just anyone that I see that's asking that is in technology. Then I saw this show called uh, Blacks in Technology. Saldal O'Brien was doing this, this, this um, series on Blacks in Technology. And um, this guy, I can't think of his name, uh, Aaron Arrington, can't think of his first name, from TechCrunch, it said something about, you know, ah, it's not that many Blacks in Technology. So they were doing this series. On, it was eight Blacks, like, um, like a reality show, in Silicon Valley. I think it was two women, and the rest of the guys, and it was in this house. And they all had to come up with this, with their, you know, with their uh, app ideas or, com- or startups. And I Googled each one of them because I wanted to let them know that, hi, hey, guys, I created an app, and I want to be your friend. And it wasn't that easy. It, it, it wasn't that easy. And uh, like I said, I got in touch with each one of them. Um, I got a chance to talk on the Mario Armstrong radio show, um, the syndicated one that is on CNN. He's like a tech guru. I got a chance. I bugged him so much on Twitter. 
Mario, 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 Mario. I created an app. I created an app. <laughs> um, he finally had me on the show, and, you know, it was, it was pretty awesome. From that point, um, I saw that Soledad O'Brien was doing a screening. I thought that she was going to be in Austin, but it was a screening. So that means it was going to have a big screen up, and it was going to, it was going to replay it. So, um, but I didn't know. So I jumped in the car and I drove two hours to Austin and went to this big auditorium and a lot of people, there about 300 people there, and they had a panel. Soledad O'Brien wasn't there, but um, some of the other uh, people that was on that show was there. And those same people are people that I had, had tweeted. So um, they started asking questions and stuff, and long story short, I got up and I started talking about my app. I created this app. Um, I turned tragedy into action and how my nephew was shot, and I decided to create um, an app to solve the problem. And when I finished, there were so many people start coming up to me and saying, oh, my God, you know, how did you do it, blah, blah, blah. And because I did that, the host of the show gave me two free tickets to attend South by Southwest, which would be like in a couple of weeks, um, $1,500 gold passes for the week. Wow. And I was like, what? And I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't know where I was going. When I got to the conference, um, <laughs> I see all these techie people, everybody got laptops and iPads and I was just like, wow, it's like techie world. I was, it, was just so, it was just so exciting. Then they had this um, organization called um, Black and Technology, and they invited me to pitch. So I pitched for the first time. I had never pitched before. Um, tell me why I got second place. <laughs> and the reason why I believe I got second place is because because I did not know how to pitch. Um, but that's so awesome. That's so great, though. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get first place because I didn't have enough time to tell the investors or tell the judges how much money I needed. Um, how much money do you need? But, so uh, I went through every motion. I had a PowerPoint presentation. I went through everything, and I had them in the palm of my hand. They, 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 they loved it. But I could, I didn't tell them how much I needed, so I ended up getting um, second place. When I left oh. there, uh, <laughs> when I left there, I went to um, I saw. Okay, so that was the first one. That's the first one. Yeah. Okay, I went again the next year. And oh. Okay. I got, <laughs> I um, I got a chance to go to this hackathon. It was not hackathon. It was a pitch called, um, it was Indiegogo, and it was like 11 o'clock in the morning, and the pitch was at 4, and I was going through the elevator, and the guy said, are you on the pitch? And I said, no, he said, we need to sign up. I was like, okay. So I signed up, and um, I, this time I didn't have a badge. The second year I didn't have a badge. Um, but there was this lady, um, her name is uh, Ayori, and she lives in um, the Bay Area, and she's in technology. And, you know, you know how you, you see other um, African-Americans, you say hello, and you're in this industry, and you're so happy to see someone that looks like you? So she came over, right. and we started small talking, and she says, um, I'm leaving tomorrow. And she's like, you have my pass. I was like, okay. So we met up, she gave me her, her pass, and I was able to get back in that, um, that conference or that building to do my pitch. Otherwise, I couldn't get back in. But I did sign up, but I couldn't get back in because I, I, I didn't have a badge. So she gave me her badge. And today, me and her are still friends. But that um, is I went in there. <laughs> I went in there, and I did that pitch. I, I actually, um, I was second to the end. They gave you two minutes. They gave you, was it two minutes? They gave you two minutes to pitch. Or was it one minute? It was one. They gave me two minutes. To, they gave me two minutes to pitch, and there was twenty-five people ahead of me. And because some of the people, some of the because the judges went over too long in, in talking to each one of them, when it got to the last two or three people, which was me, 
um, they ran out of time. So I was next. I was like, no way. So I wanted to win this so bad. I was like, no way. He says, okay, you're next. He says, you have 50 seconds to pitch it. Do you know I pitched that app in 50 seconds? And one, <laughs> and one second place? <laughs> oh, yeah. I won second place for Indy Gogo. <laughs> And, and just a, a short period of time, your success, and I know that you're going to continue to be successful. So we want, we want to keep track of you. I know, I, I already okay. know it's hard keeping up with you, but I also want us to continue a question and answer and dialogue on Twitter. So I'm going to be in touch with you, and um, I, okay. I do actually have a couple of questions queued up. But what we're going to do um, uh, through Twitter I will send you direct mess, not direct messages. I'll send you messages via Twitter um, using okay. the, your um, ID, and so that others, even on Twitter, can hear your story. But I thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show today. Absolutely. Um, thoroughly enjoyed oh, meeting you. You know, I feel like we, you know, now we go way back. And when I see you, <laughs> I meet you, which I know I will someday, um, yeah. because we want yeah. to. You know, I'm I'm going to talk to BDPA about having you there and telling your story as well. Um, but you're a great mm-hmm. inspiration, and, um, you know, Thank just you. love Absolutely. your spirit. And uh, you already Absolutely. have legacy. So many people are going to get so much from what you've done, and you're, you're always willing to, to share that information. Mm-hmm. So anything we do here at Tech Expresso, enjoy having you and look forward to having you back. Yes, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. So uh, with that, we're going to say good night, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, everyone. Okay, take care. Okay, see you on Twitter. Okay. Yes. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.